Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What is the Kaju Kembo curriculum? That's a good question. What are your thoughts, Mickey? What is the Kaiju Kembo curriculum? Like, can you be a little more? Um, I mean, to me, to me, what the Kaiju Kembo curriculum is is it's it's UFC with weapons. Except personally, with me, um, I don't want to go to the ground. But if I do, I am comfortable there. Um, I just add, you know, the Kingdom I'd bite your fucking ear off. I, you know, gouge your eye. I pull my blade. You know, I learn. Every aspect of Kaju Kembo to kill every art. Does that make sense? It does. I want to learn it. I want to learn how to box so I know how to kill it. I will learn jujitsu so I know how to kill it. Everything else, you know, I did judo for a long. I love judo. You know, learn how to kill judo. So, I mean, th that's my thing. Learn everything. I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none. Um, I'm still, I'll go on, like right now with the COVID, this is a silver lining. I go on YouTube. And I find instructors and I go, fuck, let me try that real quick. I'll go into the lab. I'll go grab one of my training partners. Hey, do this shit real quick. Ah, oh, that doesn't work. Let me see. Let me see if I can tweak it. Oh, that works. Boom. So, so with me, I am, dude, like back in the day when there was no uh, YouTube or anything like that, I'd have to go through magazines. I'd go to Japan down the city, buy a whole bunch of pride tapes. I have shit loads of magazines. And, uh, you know, but yeah, that was, I was, I'm still thirsty, man. I'm still really thirsty. Um, I think now, um, I'm more into FMA because it just makes more sense to me. Um, I, I look at the Bobby Tawadas of the world and these old, the old Filipino man. They look like they're about to fucking break. No, they're breaking someone off. Jesus Christ, man. Walking around in Hawaiian church, just fucking somebody up, <laughs> whatever, you know? Oh, um, and I just recently saw the feedback from Fight Quest. Did you guys see that? Uh, what, what, what feedback? Uh, dude, I sent this to Eric. Um, what the fuck was his name? Um, the, one of the stars. What's his name? The guy that was with the other one's Jimmy. Jimmy Smith was talking hella shit. Dude. I'm going to send it to you guys both after this is over. Like, he ripped. I won't even tell you. You guys watch it, and we didn't do another podcast about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna. Okay. I'm gonna leave it right there. But uh, I'm intrigued. All right. No, no, dude. Jimmy Smith was a fuck him. He's a anyway. I stabbed as I stabbed his ass hell of times. But Ron's like, hey man, you gotta. You'll see it, Angelo. Did you see it? The fight quest. Yeah, I saw the fight quest. Yeah, I stabbed that full hell of times. But <laughs> Ron's like, hey man, give him your arms. I'm fucking dude, he would never pull off that that. Uh, Omo plots on me, bullshit on me. Fuck that. He'd be dead by now. He's a fucking gutted pig, dude. Whatever. Anyways, um, what the hell? I don't know what the hell my point was. Oh, no, what, 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 no, no, no. What? What is? What is? And and the reason I'm asking this question, I'm gonna make a completely different YouTube video for this section right here, and it's about what is the Kajukembo curriculum. That's the question that we had. What is the Kajukembo curriculum? And it's just to kind of prove a point about what I'm always talking about of how people from different schools 
and the individuality and freedom that they give us, what that produces. So, John, what is what is your Kaiser Kimball curriculum? What is that? I would say the, the curriculum, uh, to sound like an old man with a long white beard, the curriculum is no curriculum. It's, it's, it's nothing, man. I mean, the <laughs> curriculum officially is a list of techniques that some dude passed on to the next dude to the next dude. But the thing about Kaiju, it has that philosophy is, well, this technique worked, you know, at this point in time, and now your point in time is different. The Kaiju Kembo curriculum is we are in Japan. We have a chance to train with people with the Kobudo. You know, we have the chance. Uh, Mickey, if you're ever interested in old martial arts, look up something called Takanouchi. I think it's called Takanouchi. It's from Okayama, actually. It's a Kobudo. Kobudo is like this martial art that is old and ancient and is passed on family to family for like generations. And like you go to the school and they've got like 10 students max. They're not making money on this. They're just trying to pass down tradition. This is a style that the techniques actually are pretty good with Kaiju Kembo, actually. Like a lot of the, like tying them up. Is that the one where they're wearing the masks? They wear no. the, they wear the face masks for the sparring? No. As oh. far as I know, no. The, uh, th- this is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Kudo. Kudo. Yeah, kudo is something different. This is all traditional, like, <clears throat> connected to samurai, I think, actually. Like, their idea was, you know, this dude's attacking your daimyo, so knock him the fuck out, bring him to the ground, and tie his hands up. And this was all very realistic stuff. The Will that work today? That's better than other styles. You know, kudo has a lot of history. As Kaiji Kambo, our style, our system says, you like kudo, go train it. Can you apply that to someone attacking you on the street today? If no, get rid of it for your training, but keep it for your mental training. And that is the style of what Kajikambo should be. Angelo, hold on. Let me rethink that question again. What is the Kajikambo curriculum? Again, it really depends. Like everyone, everyone makes a double different, you know, like, uh, let me ask you guys this, this off topic. When we do a punching attack, why the hell do we do throw our rear? When I box, I throw my lead hand. No one's going to throw from way out here in Okayama, right? I'm going to throw it with my lead. So In Okayama, you're going to lead with anything. Dude, right, that's what I just – I don't understand. Anyway, so – and no one – there's a guy named Rodney King. And so no one – you know, and, and he's like – he's the inventor of the crazy monkey system – he says, I'll send that to you guys as well. He goes, there's always this one guy that comes on Facebook or whatever. He'll beat the shit out of his students and his students won't fight back. See, you see what I'm saying? Like, just to make you look good. Yeah, you kick me in the nuts. I probably won't get up. But, but dude, there's times where, you know, Ron hit me and I was like, bro, was that really necessary, man? You know, I mean, come on, dude. Like, you know, you know what I mean? To prove a point. Were you there when you knocked me out? You know, like, out? you really had to fucking hit me in the, with your elbow. Were you there, you were you really there when you knocked me, me out? At uh, Dino's? On more than one occasion. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, but anyways. Um, uh, I don't man, Angel, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know if I answered it right, but, but I, yeah. You, you. There's no – I don't think there is a right answer to this. And I think – that's why I like to ask Kaja Kimball because I get, I get asked this all the time. Like I told you, I travel – uh, I went to China and um, visited a bunch of MMA schools of different backgrounds, and they kept asking me the same question: "What's Kaju Kembo? What, 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 how does that work? Can you show me a Kaju Kembo technique?" 
And I'm like, that's hard, man. I had a bartender ask me that a couple of times. Like, what is Kaju Kembo? It's hard to explain. I, 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 no, I can, like, I can, I can tell you what Kaju Kembo is. But when I got tripped up, when they asked me, can you show me a Kaju Kembo standard technique? And I was like, I can show you a Kaju Kembo technique that I use, that my instructor taught me, but I can't guarantee that that technique is what your instructor taught you or, or your instructor taught you. Oh. Like, this I think it's the thing. Yeah. You, you know, we, we, we all, oh, no, that's not the way you do the grab bar. Guess what? If I fucking flick you in the eye and I kick you in the nuts, what branch, what does it matter? It's, it's the concept. It's the mindset. That's the curriculum. If it hurts, it right? works. I mean, because look, because look, I'm sure, you know, um, um, Grandmaster Abad had a kick in the groin. We have a kick in the groin, a finger jab to the eye, you know. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing that's original. There's not. Everyone just does it. Oh, I don't like the way Batista does it, so I'm gonna do it this way. I'm call it the Mickey method. Fuck. <laughs> they call it methods, and you know all this old school. My fucking black belt's falling apart. You know you. Ah, I get it, man. I get it. Just, but, just but, promise one thing, Mickey. If you ever create your own style, don't call it the Mickey method. It's just, it's not gonna sell well with Disney. Actually, uh, um, you know, actually, you know, Mickey, don't don't don't, 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 don't listen to John. I, I think I think the Mickey method is an awesome has an awesome sponsor because you got the Mickey beer and they sponsored the USC for a long time, way before fucking Reebok came in. So like, they're looking for people. <laughs> is that a point? <laughs> But all, all joking aside, like the reason I say this, the reason I say about this, this whole thing about the curriculum, what is the curriculum is because this comes up a lot. Like, like I told you, I do this cross training with the jujitsu guys. And now at the jujitsu place that I train at, now my instructor is being asked that same question. He doesn't know how to answer that. Like I'm sitting there fucking up one of their black belts or one of their brown belts and I'm, I'm submitting them. And I hear in the background in Japanese, where's this guy from? Because I only have a blue belt right now. Where's this guy from? What does he do? He he does something called Kaju Kembo. What is that? Some Hawaiian, some Hawaiian thing. <laughs> My like, Dude, Mickey, Hawaii. we have it's like a Hawaiian. A it's like a Hawaiian. It's like a MMA. It's like MMA. It's like MMA. I guess it's like MMA. And they're just looking at him like, well, whatever it is, it's working. Like so, like. And Mickey, man, you have no idea how hard it is to explain to Japanese people what Kaju Kembo is. Um, you know what? It's what Bruce Lee does. They'll get that. <laughs> or, or you, you know what? But 20 years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just tell them it's, I mean, what, what it's, 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 a, I don't know, man. Fuck. Cheers. Was... <laughs> no, yeah, no, seriously. Like, but this is a great question because. David Holland, I'm all flustered. People, people, no, no. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's a great question because. My answer to that question, for me, for you guys, you ask me, what is a Kaja Kimball curriculum? I'm going to say it's a mix of what I was taught and where I'm at now. Because when I was taught this, I was in a different place mentally. We talked about, like, if we're going to bring my psychology background into this, when I was taught Kaja Kimball, I was a young, wild man with no kids no wife 
and just got out of experiences of violence. And all I wanted to do was fuck someone up. That's all I wanted to do. That's the reason I got into Kaiju Camp. I wanted to fuck someone up at all costs. And my instructor grabbed that, that wild guy who wanted to fuck people up at all costs, didn't care about doing time in prison, kept calling me a murderer doing self-defense, and polished it into something else. And when I got done with his program, my journey continued. I got into MMA. I got into my... Um, while going up in the ranks with him, I did one MMA tournament where I placed second place. And then after that, I stopped competing. I never liked competing. I stopped competing for a while, came back to Japan. And then I, I didn't find John, like I was telling you earlier. I couldn't find John. So I joined an MMA club to keep training. At the MMA club, I told my wife I wouldn't compete anymore because she didn't like that. She's like, I don't like who you turn into when you compete because I get really fucking like zoned out and training every day and just fucking like, I'll, I'll abandon all responsibilities and just be focused on wanting to win. And that's not exactly the, that's the mentality to win, but it's not exactly the mentality to, to keep a good marriage, you know? So like, <laughs> like I would go all out and then I started doing MMA and I lost my first fight and I was so pissed that the rules did not allow ground and pound. So I got way into jujitsu to make up for that. So like when you ask me, what's the Kaju Kimbo curriculum for me? Well, I had to learn from my mistakes. I learned real quick that I didn't have enough ground game. Like I had a good ground game if I can punch the guy. But if I couldn't punch the guy and you had this weird improvised rule set, I needed more ground game. So I went this whole other set of skills. And the Kaju Kimbo that I'm teaching now to my students, there's still the stuff that my instructor taught. But there's this other stuff that my instructor has no idea what it is. He, would, yeah. he wouldn't even recognize it. Ground game's important, man. I got to say, Mickey was the one who introduced me to ground game. Mickey, you were the first one to teach any jujitsu stuff to me at all. And it still sticks with me. And I got to get back into it now because I don't have anyone to work with. And I'm, I'm trying to train what we have with people, man. But seriously, like Mickey was my intro to the real ground game. Ground pound everything. Yeah, I see you smiling, man. Hey, sir. I mean, I, I see I'm still smiling. trying to wrap my head what the hell Kaju Kim I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> but, but seriously, though, I think, but I think that's what, like, if anybody's watching, and I, I make a podcast out of this, and anybody's listening to this, um, I think there is no real answer to this question. Uh, I think one of the beauties of Kaju Kembo is that they don't lock us in, right? You talk to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, they're locked in. They are locked in. They're, they're like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and they're like, and that's it. That's all it is. And you, 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 ask them, you ask them basic questions like, well, what if the guy does this? Or what if the guy starts? Well, no, then I would, no, I'm going to close the distance, and I'm going to put him down on the ground, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choke him or something. But they're not, well, what if, you're, what if you're fighting two or three guys? Or what if you're fighting? They don't have answers to these questions. And if they do, they're like, well, then I'm going to submit faster. It's always based on the paradigm of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And if you ask a kung fu guy the same questions, they'll, ask, they'll answer the same way. Well, well, I know I'll, I'll never go to the ground because that's – I'm going to do my – if you win chung guys, I'm going to do my chain punch, and then I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go to the ground. So, like, I think the beauty of Kajukembo and maybe the critique of Kajukembo is the fact that we don't have an answer to that question because we're kind of taught to have that paradigm of, Ka for karate, Ju for judo jiu-jitsu, Ken for kempo, and Bo for boxing. And in that path, we're not locked in to becoming a stylist. Well, I've met stylists. I've met plenty of stylists in my time doing martial arts. 
So like I can go anywhere, I can travel the world and I can kind of understand, even if you are a stylist or a traditionalist, I can kind of understand your mentality and where you're coming from with it. I won't fully understand it for myself, but I'll understand where they're coming from with it. But at the same time, I'm kind of just open to any style being presented to me, if that makes any sense. It does. It's what it should be. All right. So Mickey asked a great question. How are we handling COVID in Japan as martial arts instructors? Uh, John, how's that going with you? Terribly. <laughs> Good night. Uh, no, it really sucks because like, um, I am jealous uh, because I know you got your place to train. Uh, Mickey, you got some videos going on, your people training. And it sucks because I don't got a dojo. So, uh, I mean, I was training mostly at a community center. What that means is that I'm doing mostly Zoom lessons, which uh, I don't know if people realize. If anybody, not just our students, anybody's watching this who trains in Gaiji Kembo doing Zoom lessons, it's a pain in the ass for the instructor. Uh, it's really hard to teach to a screen. Uh, we know people that are there, we know they're trying hard, but we're humans, we've evolved to react to each other and it's really hard to just talk to a screen and teach. And on top of that, I mean, like I was saying, I don't got my own school, so I'm only doing this out of my own, my own uh, computer room, my living room. And, you know, we were going to the parks once in a while. We're training at the parks, which is cool. Otherwise, it's hard, man. Um, it's hard, especially for us in Japan. Uh, California, Mig, if you, if you have, like, an official Kaiju Kembo program and, you know, someone breaks out with a COVID it's like, okay, another martial arts school. In Japan, the way peer pressure works, the whole, um, uh, what's the word? Um, the way the whole society works, if a martial arts school is revealed in the news to have a COVID cluster, they're gonna mention it was a martial art from Hawaii called Kaju Kembo. And then in the news will be spread What's Kaju Campbell? I don't know, but this was the school that had COVID. And that's going to stick with us for years. So we got to be really fucking careful because this is going to affect us in the future. It's going to affect everything. I, we were doing really well. Uh, I realized my goal was to get more Japanese people because I had a, I had a few Japanese students and a, a bunch of foreign people because our schedules fit. And we had more Japanese people coming in and suddenly this happens and we cannot teach anymore. It's hard, man, because wearing a mask don't matter. Teaching at a community center, that's a lot of old people who go there, which means the community center says, sorry, you cannot do this class if you guys are breathing heavy and making contact. For me, it's been hard as hell. I've been relying on my students to train at home, to train hard. I tried to inspire them when the corona first came out to work out at home. I keep saying the corona. Um, this is what it's been like for me. It's been hard. And I'm hoping my students, I know my students have been keeping contact. They've been working. They've been sending me videos. They've been working with me on zoom. And I know I found a couple who are really sticking, you know, because this is not for money. It's not a business. This is something I think they're going to stick with for the rest of their lives. They might take a break in the next couple of years, but it's serious to them. And I think it's going to keep going. This is what it's been like for me. Now, Angelo, you are, you've got your own place to work out. You've had students coming in and students doing Zoom at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. What's that been, like? been doing? I mean, 
I mean, for me, it's a little different because, like I said, my program was never as large as yours. I think you had more students than I did. And it's because of the nature of where I live. Like, I live in the middle of nowhere. So the coronavirus, really, we didn't have any outbreaks in my town. We finally had an outbreak two weeks ago. And so my, my local students immediately went to Zoom. We stayed on Zoom for two weeks, and then we came back into class. One of my students has to stay on Zoom because her company has asked her to not do anything outside of work. That's another weird thing, Mickey, about Japan is like people worship their companies out here. So like if your company asks you to not do anything and just go home after work, then they just listen. I'm, I'm convinced that the religion of Japan is not Shinto, it's not uh, Buddhism, it's work. This, it's this work. is the religion of this country, actually. Yeah. I mean, I heard, like, people will just die. But what is that called, John? You told me about that. People. Karushi. Dude. I mean, look. Work to death. I mean, that, that was me at my corporate job for the past 15 years. I wanted to, but I'm still here, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Well, hey, man, I showed you before or after picture. Obviously, you chose the right path. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, dude, look at this fucking guy. But whatever, dude. You know, to each his own, man. Um, yeah, guys, it's, it's bad out here. Uh, luckily, I have my own gym. Um, and you know what? I keep my bubble small. I do wear a mask. Um, but uh, fuck, dude, all I do is Zoom workouts and live workouts on. And, man, it's tough because I have to do – cardio hits i gotta it's taking a toll but you know what hey that's what pays the bills people are gonna come out of covid either hella fat or either in shape i mean and i, I keep it real with a lot of people i don't think these and i think if your immune system is strong what you're trying to do uh you can combat anything and it, it's attacking the seven year olds and you know the fucking dumb masses that are having mansion parties over here in la I hope all those fucks die, you know, <laughs> seriously, you know, and then we go to downtown Pleasanton and the, and these privileged folks ain't wearing masks and I'm looking at them. Hey, you want to know what country chemo is? Ask them, Hey, let's put your mask on. Fuck you. And then we, we go at it there. Now you want to test yourself? There it is. But yeah, it, it's crazy times, man. I, I feel bad for my kids. They got to do everything virtual. Today was their first day of school. Um, but uh, for, for the most part, I mean, honestly, my life hasn't changed much since this pandemic. I still do the same things. It just sucks that I can't take my wife to, a, a, you know, um, a sit-down restaurant to eat. You know, I mean, we have to go through drive throughs and takeout. And, you know, we, honestly, this is what I tell everyone is you got to think outside the box. You, this is where your, our martial training is going to come in handy because you know what? Everyone's fucking mentally breaking up here. Yeah, they are, bro. I, I mean, that. we're pretty lucky in Japan because, like, basically, restaurants and places are still open. And you can dine out. Is it like outdoor yeah. seating? Oh, both. No, it's everything's everything's open. Yeah. Like totally open. And the thing is, like, yeah. you look at the numbers. Like, I think Japan's had a little more than a thousand deaths total. Yeah, and this bunch of sicknesses. It, my honest thought. People have asked me about this. Number one. Japan has a really healthy diet, which seems small. I think that's why Japan has such a long life expectancy. We got people in their 80s plus who want to continue driving and working for various reasons. This is partly cultural as well. We also got how natural it is to wear a mask. People before yeah. COVID came out, 
it was normal to wear a mask in flu season, not just to protect yourself. It was more to like protect other people. I mean, yeah, I don't want to get sick. I'll put a mask on. I don't want to get allergies. So I'll put a mask on. But at the same time, I might have it and not know it. And a lot of people wearing masks anyway. And, and to add just normal. Oh, good. Yeah. And, and to add to that point, Mickey, what happens out here, man, like when I was working, I, I work for myself now. I got my own thing going. But when I used to work for a bigger company, like I would tell them like, oh, right now I got allergies. So my company would ask me, hey, go ahead and wear a mask. I'm like, but I'm not sick. They're like, it doesn't matter. Like you got a mask. It, it, that, that's the kind of culture they have out here. Like if you have a cough, if you have a sniffle, wear a mask. That way you can come to work, even if it's allergies. Like you wear a mask so that you kind of show other people that you don't want to, you know, that you're trying to, even if you're not sick, you're, even if they think you're sick, you don't want to, you don't want people judging you thinking that you're just normal sick. This is before COVID. This is way before COVID. This is like, I've been out here for seven years. That was kind of weird for me. I was like, I don't want to wear a mask. Honestly, I was like, I don't want to wear a mask. It's fucking, fucking 95 degrees out, 80% humidity. I don't want to wear a mask. But I was told by the culture, like, hey, you have to wear a mask. It's considered rude if you don't. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's something I got to adjust to. And I did. So, like, it's a little different out here. It is. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I don't know. Dude. I mean, so let me ask you guys this. When you guys think it's going to be over? When is life going to be back to normal? About a year minimum. So I've been looking at the research and when I say research, I don't mean a bunch of fucking YouTube videos or like fucking tinfoil hat posts on, on Facebook. Um, looking at, at the stuff that I've, I listened to stuff like, uh, what is it? Uh, big picture science. You want a, you want a good podcast to listen to, you listen to my podcast or you're watching my YouTube channel, check out big picture science. It's, it's brought to you by the SETI Institute. Um, a bunch of legit scholars, academic scientists coming from Yale, Harvard, all the top schools. And they talk about this kind of stuff. So what I'm hearing from them is there's two things that might happen in the next year or two. We may end up with a vaccine. They've accelerated human trials and right now, some of the studies are already in their third human trials, which is unfucking heard of. Like, this usually takes five years, but within a, a few months, they've already gotten their third human trial to try to make the process faster. But what one epidemiologist was talking about, which I found interesting, was that if you look at the history of epidemiology and pandemics, as far as time, the Black Plague, the Spanish flu, they all kind of have the same kind of life cycle of two to three years where they release a vaccine, but it's not truly dead until two or three years because of the amount of time it takes for people to gain herd immunity. So if you kind of put together all the science behind it, it really does look like two to three years depending on how herd immunity works and how the actual vaccine works. And after that, it'll disappear, just like the Black Plague and the Spanish flu and everything else. It fucking sucks that this happened to us, right? We were that generation. Actually, I go back on the fact that we were really fucking lucky that we're that generation that hasn't had to experience a world war or anything like that. Everything was really smooth sailing for the last, what, like 60 years or so. I mean, yeah, we had small 
battles you look at like this this the shit that happened but as far as like a world war scale like that shit that you hear about world war ii and and the spanish flu we, our generation's kind of lucky that we didn't have to experience something that affects the entire world with mass death and even if uh, arguably i don't want to get political but like you know you look at the at spanish flu and you look at covid spanish flu is more severe than covid but still this is the closest thing our generation has to an event that impacted us all worldwide. Where like me, you, and John can have the same conversation about how it's affected us. And it's inconvenient. It fucking sucks. But two to three years and then life gets back to normal without... It's a pandemic. It's better than a world war where there was no answer, Right. There was no answer. Our, our, our predecessors with the World War, when's the World War going to end? When is World War II going to end? Fuck if I know, dude. Like, <laughs> fuck if I know. Hitler's killing people and, and they're dropping bombs all over the place and fucking mortar shells. So like, I still look, I try to look at the, at the bright side of things and say, hey, at least, at least there's an escape two to three years from now. And our generations before that experienced a world war where they didn't know when countries are going to stop killing each other. And then when the nuclear thing happened, they were afraid that everyone's going to just blow themselves up. Fuck. I, I guess we got it pretty good. We got internet. I can have this conversation with you. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Like, you know, so, you know, we, we, I always check keys, wallet, phone, mask, you know, I mean, <laughs> Yeah. It has changed. And yeah, you know what, man? We have those uh, oxygen deprivation masks for training already. I mean, this is not that far from what we do. I almost passed out wearing that shit, man. Fuck. <laughs> that shit. I mean, hey, my lungs got, I think my cardio's better now for wearing that. Right? But damn, dude. Kaiju Kembo, adapt, improvise, overcome. That's why it's sometimes I tell my my coach, man, hey, let me work out by myself. Go 30 feet away, bro. Stay away from me so I don't have to put a mask on. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, this is wild times, bro. I mean, we're in a movie right now. So, um, you know, I'm hoping it's not two to three years. I'm hoping by February this show will be done. But, dude, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got to pace myself with this because as a coach, um, we got to keep our, our people – uh, inspired and motivated yeah. and by me demonstrating i'm hoping it motivates people but you know if i if, let me ask you guys this if i'm here demonstrating technique and and boxing and doing all this stuff are you guys doing it with me or are you just watching me look at this fucking guy you know <laughs> good for him you know i'm fucking breaking my back and shit <laughs> real talk dude you know that, that's why if if we're doing zoom and i can see you guys I'm like, come on, Angelo, bro. You got to throw, you know, don't chop your hand, bro. Come on. You're up here sitting, uh, drinking when, that beer or whatever. Come on, bro. I, when uh, my company, when Japan first hit our quarantine, we, it was right around, go okay, give me a second. I'm going to pour myself a shot. Uh, right around quarantine time, golden week for us, like all these companies suddenly shut down because the government finally said, please shut down for a couple of weeks. We're going to do this. I tried to just make a challenge video, you know, and I just, I did the challenge. I put three tiers and basically beginners, middle and advanced. 
and people could do whatever they want. I asked them, please put some videos. And some people did, but the number was small. And I got people as well who say, they'll tell me, you know, like, I love Kaji Campbell. I love training. I love exercise. But if a teacher is not there, I have no motivation, you know? And though I have people like that who are pushing themselves just to do a Zoom lesson. I know it's difficult. I know it's fucking hard. And they're trying. You know what? I Here's the thing. We, we just had this conversation today. And Keep a lot of people, I, I know you... I know you guys ain't like, and I tell, I, I was telling people this, I know we know you're not working out, but you know, it has to come from within. You're, you're not, this is not your lifestyle, bro. For a lot of people, this is a hobby. This is something to keep in shape. You know what I mean? Some people aren't hardcore like us. No, no one's gonna, you know, I can't force you to do a burpee, dude. You know, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Here's boys. But I don't know. It's what, it, it is a hobby. And the thing is, there are people who will never make it more than a hobby. And at one point, that's okay because it's still something good for them. I remember hearing about the tomahawk. Apparently, the tomahawk was a martial arts trend. They had a couple of years where people were interested. And they're not knife and stick. They want to learn a tomahawk of all things. And you know what? If you're a hobbyist, all right, go ahead. And it's better than nothing. I mean, the thing is, at least <laughs> Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. <coughs> Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. <coughs> Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is more than a trend, all right? <laughs> but it is a hobby for a lot of people, man. I mean, it is, and I wish it could be more. That was, I think, Kung Fu as much as they've failed to prove themselves in the MMA world with Zhu Daozhong in China right now and everything else, the one thing about Kung Fu that I think is awesome is that if you train Kung Fu, it does affect your health, your life, your flexibility. Uh, when I broke, when, when I know when I broke, when I shattered my toe and I had a surgery on it, I was doing a cat stance at home more often than I was doing any, any form just trying to sit down and move around furniture, the cat stance. It is the things you learn in Kung Fu. It's more than a hobby. It's makes your life easier to live. Uh, the switch step, uh, which is comes up and we got a form called Laogar, which is switching your drive step. I've done that at the beach to protect my shoes from getting wet. Just simple, small things, simple, small footwork. And, you look down and suddenly you're doing this Kung Fu technique just to catch a cup of water. It's, you know what I'm talking about? This is not just fighting and Kung Fu does it more than I think other styles, but for the hobbyists as well, any bit of Kaiju Kenbo, the health, the cardio, the life, the flexibility, it has a positive effect on your life that will affect you in many ways. And then for you guys, like I said, I, mean, I know it can be discouraging because you can't get your students to, you can't push your students the way you push them when you were there live, right? But um, I know it's a little different for you, Mickey, because you're in California, but when they opened up for us out here in Japan, I held a small belt promotion for the students that kept doing their Zoom stuff. And they came in live and then we did our live stuff and their skill at least stayed the same, right? It didn't get better. But I said the same. And I held a belt promotion 
And one of the girls, one of the Japanese girls said that she thanked me. And she said, she didn't thank me for the promotion. She said, thank you for continuing to do the Zoom lessons because when the gyms closed, when everything closed and I had nothing, I looked forward to that one class. And that to me, for as much of a pain in the ass the Zoom lessons are, um, that made my day. That made my day. Because it, it kind of gave me a validation that it, it might not be what I want it to be, but if this student is spending all week looking forward to that one thing that I don't want it to be, but she's looking forward to it, then it's worth it. And I hear that, you. And that's, I that's one thing I've been happy well. about. I mean, they're begging me to go to the parks and you know to train, and I want to, but we can't. But they're still happy to join in the Zoom lessons because that's all we got. It makes a difference, man. I mean – this is not just being a martial arts coach. This is being a teacher of anything. Talk to a classroom teacher. You talk to a student in the classroom whose life you changed and who just wants to learn something. It, it, it makes it worthwhile. Uh, I mean, just any student telling your teacher, thank you. It's a life changing thing, man. It really impacts us. We we definitely play uh, an important role right now. I think our job as coaches is, is bigger more now than it's ever been. Like, and if you get one student that tells you, you know, hey man, that Zoom, I look forward. To, I mean, look, man, that's 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 it, you know. And that's the thing is, um, you know, I I put the Zoom outs there for for these people, and dude, not one will come on, you know. And if 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 I do put it out there, it's like we're forcing people. Look, man. I'm not, we're doing this for you. You guys are lucky that these Zoom workouts are free. Other people are charging hella money. Yeah. I mean, we're a nonprofit. We do this for free. You know, you're getting really good instruction from high level coaches that know their shit. And, and you're going to sit on your ass. You know what? Go ahead and get fat and die. What, you know, <laughs> take, take that <laughs> off. You know what? You know, it, I, and, I get and just, you know, Mickey. I would join if it weren't at like four o'clock in the morning here in Japan, just so you know, right? <laughs> well, speaking of which guys, um, it's, it's time for me to get some beauty sleep. All right, right brother. Hey, um, so there's the quest, the COVID in Japan. That's the answer. Mickey, thank you very much. John, thank you very much. And, uh, we'll catch you all later with our next, uh, four shots of Kaju. And that's a wrap. Thank you very much for checking out Social Jello with Angelo. If you still are around and you want to support the show, check out www.socialjello.com. Scroll down to the Amazon banner and do some shopping. It doesn't cost you anything. It zero costs you zero. And they'll send a little bit of my way just for you helping out and showing that you watch the show. And I really appreciate it for you listeners out there. I appreciate you very much. I'm growing very slowly, but surely the show is growing, and I really do appreciate that. Much love and respect, and I'll catch you all next time.